So, the Washington Commanders win yesterday 12-7. to It was an ugly Thursday night game once again. Now it's time for Victory Monday. I want you guys to uh, enjoy the next 30 minutes and let me know what you guys think. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Do we have any positivity to look forward to? Do this quick ad and, and we'll get started. Happy! Happy! Finally! I can discuss a win! I can talk about a win! The win was so ugly. Welcome to the Victory Monday, technically Friday podcast of the Washington Commanders. Uh, I know there's like 45 of these, but if you paid attention to this one, you paid attention to the right one. Listen, I refused to get the sheet paper that I had to say what I what they needed to do to win this game. Because I knew they wouldn't do it. They only did one thing, and technically, it didn't help out on the win. But literally, they still were doing the things that I hated from this entire season. Let's talk about it for a quick second here. Uh, I'm going to make this podcast about 20 minutes long. Uh, I'm going to try not to roll on any further, but people, um, this game was a mess, and Thursday Night Football has a lot of explaining to do. Um, this is the second week back to back that they've had bad games. Technically out of the, what is this, week six out of the six games that was played on Thursday, um, four of them have been pretty bad. And it's not even up for debate. This one didn't help the cause. And they were, during the broadcast, they kept saying, I guarantee next week is going to be a, a, a good scoring game. I, I don't agree with that. Next week is the Saints. Excuse me for sniffing in your ear. Um, next week is the Saints. And the Saints are one of those teams that can they can even score 30 or they can score three. So, whatever. Um, I don't know how I felt about Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. It's a very interesting combination. Um, but, like I said before, I still would not pay to see this Thursday night football product. You can't make me you can't make me pay for a Thursday night product. Now let's discuss these two teams here. Uh Chicago Bears are going nowhere. And with that, I think they need to really discuss their future plans with a lot of their young guys that they need to pay. Um, the only reason I say that is because the Bears have a lot of good, solid talent surrounding them, but it's in the wrong places. Um, Justin Fields is not looking good whatsoever. Um, 
thing is, I think I blame the play calling more than I blame Justin Fields. Also, what is going on with Ohio State quarterbacks playing in the NFL? It's like if you if you want to have something in your future, you want to go to Ohio State, but literally, you're not doing anything in the league once you get to the league, if you go to Ohio State. I, I don't understand. Can anybody name me the last great quarterback from Ohio State? You probably can't. I mean, it was insane. That was, I couldn't believe how I was watching Justin Fields. And it wasn't, you could tell it wasn't his fault. Like, all right, I'll give you an example. Every time Justin Fields was in the pocket, Washington was on him. And I don't mean like, uh, you know, they were blitzing to get to him. You have a mobile quarterback who is amazing at running the football on the move, and you leave him in the pocket. This man damn near died at halftime. I mean, Washington, the strength of Washington's defense, thank God Montez Sweat realized he could just push everybody out the way instead of using his speed uh, 60, 70 plays a, a, a game. He's switching it up. Literally what everybody's been telling him to do this entire season. And I'm going to get to that in a second. Um, I mean, Justin Fields running for his life in the pocket is not healthy. You have to do play action. You have to do bootlegs. You have to get him in some type of space. Justin Fields, is, is he six feet tall? The average offensive lineman in the NFL is six foot three. Over top of guys, you have to put them on the move. Same thing with Russell Wilson and those guys. You have to put them on the move. They cannot live in the pocket for for 20 attempts a game. You cannot do that. You have to mix it up. And I, and I, I really didn't like how Chicago's game plan was. Secondly, with Chicago. They were destroying Washington with the run. And it wasn't like every run play was a good run play. But literally, they would have a run play that would go two yards, another run play that would be one yard, another play that would be three yards. And anytime you make play calls like that, you open up a big run. And they had multiple big runs. But they were committed to make it seem like Justin Fields can throw 20 to 30 yards a game. You cannot have a play call like that. You cannot have a system like that. Yes, I know people are complaining that Justin Fields is not throwing the football. But it's all about wins and losses. Lastly, I, I really love the defensive quarter. He, he called an amazing football game. Every time you turn around, it was something different confusing Carson Wentz. Every time you turn around, they just had somebody in his face. Every time you turn around, they they just they were prepared for Washington. 
There was no reason the Chicago Bears should have lost this football game. The Bears was in the red zone three times and came up with zero. Not even a field goal. They came up with zero. Now, I love the aggressiveness to go for the touchdown. And two of them, they should have did what they did. Washington just, I'll get to that in a minute. Washington just outplayed on the right play. But the Bears had absolutely no reason with a mobile quarterback to have zero points in the red zone. The Bears are just a travesty. They got a lot of things to fix. And with them always coming with the the, the eighth pick through the 18th pick, they're not going to fix anything. They literally may have to tank this season in order to find either a strong offensive lineman to help Justin Fields get an amazing wide receiver that's, that's coming out that just is head and shoulders above the next man. They, they may literally have to draft first round receiver, second round receiver, because they have no receivers. Darnell Moody is a, is a solid receiver. And Mooney has a lot of speed. But small wide receivers don't win. You have to have some form of possession receiver. And Chicago doesn't have that. But enough about Chicago. This isn't their podcast. This is Washington's podcast. Now, I'm going to give you three things that I like, three things that I didn't like, and I'm just going to do a lot of filling afterwards. Um, the three things that I did like. No, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to start with the three things I did not like. First thing, I didn't like the way that they went away from the run. Chicago, like Tennessee, is very strong in the middle. They got the big guys that are there just to prevent other teams from running up the middle. Washington just made it a point that they wanted to run the ball through the middle of the line. What? I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Chicago does not have the personnel to stop the outside run. And every great positive game they had was through the left outside. Yes, you have to mix it up so they won't just overload on the left side. But I think when I looked at the stats, they ran the ball more through the middle and the right than they did the left. And if you look at the numbers, they they ran the ball better going to the left. It's like they're not even watching the game. This is something that has been going on for years in Washington, and it's so frustrating. It's like they don't watch their own game. Literally, I, it, before they even mentioned it on the pod, on the on the the broadcast, I was like, 
okay, Noel decided he wanted to show up because too many people are talking about this dude. Noel is the left guard. Charles Leno is on the left-hand side as well. These dudes was putting the Bears on their back every single time they ran it to the left. Every time. Every time. When they ran up the middle, they controlled the point of attack where they were supposed to. I don't know what is going on on that right side, but I'll give Cornelius Lucas a pass. He actually did pretty well. But that right side, Chicago is just that. They're just a little bit stronger on that side. But yet they still were determined to run to the right. Just, there's good blocking. And then there's just not a better advantage. And Washington just continued to go at the places on the field that weren't a better advantage for them. Even when they did the screen plays to the left. They got big yards. Like, they were going away from the left-hand side of the field, and I don't understand what was going on, why they even decided to even think like that. Another thing that I liked, the front four on the defense. Every week, you're going to hear me say, I like the front four on defense. Like, I... There's nothing that I can discredit for that front four. Jonathan Allen, Smith Williams, uh, Deron Payne, um, uh, Two Hill was up there. It did some work a few plays. Uh, Montez Sweat, who just ups and decides that now he wants to shake it up instead of trying to just use his speed every play. So he's in every play now. Like, I'm baffled the way that Montez Sweat just decided last week that at any point in the game, no one could stop him. Like, it it was just a click that happened last week. Because the first four weeks of the season, he was just there. Like, I think he made small impacts, but he was just there. Like, I literally look at these games when it's live and then... I watch it because I tape it afterwards just to see some things that I might have missed. You know, like watching a movie or a TV show. The second time is always the best. But why is it like the first, second, third, fourth play of the game, Montez Sweat got the left tackle in, in front of the quarterback? This dude is a man. He's a big, he's like 6'6", 280 with 4'4 speed. And can probably bips five, six hundred pounds. There's sometimes you can catch your left tackle off guard and push him in front of the quarterback. He did it at least five times yesterday. And I thought it was just so beautiful. And there's nothing else I can say about Jonathan Island and Deron Payne. Okay? Both of those guys, I I love the fact that they're on my team. Love them. Love, 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 love them. You will never hear a disappointed voice in from me about those two guys. Smith Williams had a couple really big tips that prevented first downs 
on a few of the third downs that guys were just running wide open. And I mean, this is this is just hard for me, man. It's very hard for me. Lastly, Brian Robinson Jr. This man, I praise this man because of what he's gone through, what he's come back from to get his first NFL touchdown this week. Um, I think he had 80 yards rushing. Like he had a, a, a real good, 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 good ground and pound um, game. Many blessings to you, my good man. Like, who knew where you would be seven weeks ago coming into today? And I'm so happy that it was on the football field. Like, if I could just have a full podcast just talking about the blessings of you just walking around, let alone still playing football after what happened seven weeks ago, my good man. I I wanted to put you first, but I have to put you last because you get all the blessings, all the flowers just for being able to step on the football field, let alone have the production that you had yesterday against a very good Chicago Bears defense. Now I got to get to the bad, okay? First bad, offensive play calling was atrocious. For you to have Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, and guys like that to not have the touches that they need to have is in a complete travesty. Not a little bit, a complete travesty. Terry McLaurin should never have a game where he had three catches. Should never have a game where he had three catches. I want to out of six games. I want to say this is the fifth game he had three catches or less. How sway? How sway? It's a joke. Now they gave him some extra touches that were considered runs, but there's no way Terry McLaurin should have three catches. And I think one of the catches was like a little t- pitch toss, just because he crossed the, the the line of scrimmage. The two catches where Terry McLaurin was on the outside, he made the cornerbacks look stupid. And he got big yards after catch. Why is this man only getting three catches a game? It's it's so sad. So sad. Um, Second, can anybody tell me what happened to Curtis Samuel all of a sudden? Curtis Samuel dropped so many passes yesterday. Like, my word. I was about to put an APB out on his hands. I mean, Carson Wentz put one of these passes in the wind on a dime. They were talking about 20 to 30 mile an hour winds that was going on yesterday. There was a pass that Carson Wentz put on a dime. And Curtis... Samuel dropped this so bad 
I literally wanted to turn the game off. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. Carson Wentz should have had 200, 250 yards passing in this game. He only ended up with like 110 or something like that. It was not Carson Wentz's fault. <laughs> like, I, the, the amount of drops that happened in this game was was crazy. And and Curtis Samuel had most of them. That was the one that was going across the middle. Curtis Samuel had no one in sight. In sight. And this dude just up and muffed it. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Oh, I don't know what happened to this guy. Now, I know the, the weather is getting towards the, the cooler areas. But my word, there ain't no excuse for that drop that I saw. That was across the middle of the field. It was one of those drops that, remember when elementary school, where... Uh, you're playing at recess, and the guy throws the ball, and, and somebody's up on you, and you play a tackle, and the first thing the guy that's playing defense says, oh, yeah, you heard footsteps. The man heard some footsteps or something because there was no way for him to drop that pass. Zero. Oh, it was crazy. Um, last but not least, that run defense. Ah, the, the tackling from yesterday's game was so bad. Which is why I said there should have been no reason for the Chicago Bears to lose this game yesterday. None. They had a big 64-yard run. It was, it was at least four missed tackles on that. At the very end of the game, when Justin Fields had a big scramble to get into the red zone, Cole Holcomb had him dead to rights. And he armed, not even, you know those arm tackles that you do where you hit the, the tip of the foot and they trip up? That's, that was the type of tackle he tried to do. He didn't try to run through him. He ran to the side thinking that he was going to just run in one direction. Speed guys love to juke you when they see that you're going one way. Oh, and Justin Fields just put a foot in the ground and went the other way. And next thing you know, 40 yards later, he was downfield. I, I don't, uh, and I want to add another one. I got plenty of negatives that I have more positive. The, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how. And I'm looking at this now that that front four is a specific pass rushing front four. Because when it comes to stopping a run, the gaps, they're just too small. It's like, you know, Aaron Donald could be a great run stopper, but he's just too small. You don't really hear about Aaron Donald stopping the run as often as you hear about him putting pressure on the quarterback. You don't. You really don't. And it showed. Because whenever they controlled the line to just hold the offensive line in a spot and then attack the football, because my did it a few times, Chicago couldn't run the football. 
it's like they take those plays off because they know that uh, Davis and Holcomb are two pretty fast guys that can get to the ball, but they were just missing tackles. They were just missing tackles. Davis and Holcomb cannot miss tackles at the rate that they did yesterday. But I was just proud of the front four at the way that they prevented Chicago from scoring in the red zone. All right, so now extra credit. Um, I know I said 20 minutes. It's getting close to 30. Um, the extra credit is, listen, the red zone defense was was spotless. I love it. 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 Especially at the end of the game. Oh, my word. And this is why I say Chicago needs one of those guys. Darnell Moody had a catch on the goal line. If he had held it the initial second that it hit his hands, it's a touchdown. But because he bobbled it and went out of bounds, it probably would have been an out of bounds anyway. The ball was down at the inch yard line at the end of the game. That was the game. If you guys follow my, my Facebook page, Big Earth versus the People, that's the header picture of where he was with the ball. That is the difference between winning and losing. It was that close. It was crazy. Now, with these extra extra three or four days, Washington has to get healthy. Like, I don't know where Chase Young is. I think they said they expect him back week eight, week nine. His health has to come up very soon. They, this defensive line needs Chase Young right now. They don't have enough bodies. They're running low. Um, I think the offensive line that we have right now is the offensive line that I like. I think Sam Cosby lost the job. Unless he decides he wants to play interior, that right tackle position is not his. I, I think Cornelius Lucas took that. I really like Cornelius Lucas on the right side. I never liked Cornelius Lucas on the left side of the line. He held his own on that, in that right tackle spot, man. He really did. I was proud of him. Now, he made a few mistakes, but Cosby has made more mistakes. Um, I hate the fact that they turned Deontay Brown into a, a go-route guy. That is not him. That's not him at all. Uh, Cam Sims got a couple looks. He made some couple great catches. But I'm not liking Scott Turner's play calling right now whatsoever. Um, Jack Del Rio, I, I gave him a, a big... I gave him a lot. I gave him a lot, but I also gave him some slack. Jack Del Rio is not the problem. And I love the way that they stuck with him. He's not the problem. For anybody that says the defense is this, this, and this, 
Um, bottom line is they gave up seven points yesterday. Okay. And so many times the offense put them in bad positions that the defense had to get themselves out of. And thankfully, the defense held their own. The defense is not the problem with this team. You have to keep the defense off the field so that they can recover. So often they're getting beat down that they don't have a chance. But they they need some new they need some new blood for offensive play calling. I I don't I don't I I love Scott Turner. He has some amazing plays in his mind. But I don't I don't know what's going on ever since Kyle Shanahan uh, ended his role as offensive coordinator. And it's it's pretty bad. Um, tell me how you feel about it. Uh, I I didn't feel good about this win, but I'm happy that we did get a win. Uh, we are on pace to not end in the season well. Uh, after the next three weeks, where we could easily go one and two, which will bring us to three and six, we have a lot of winnable games up until we play Philly and then a couple winnable games before we play Dallas. There's no way we're going to win the division. The other teams are entirely too strong with the weak schedule that they have. Um, but we have a chance to end the season pretty, pretty smoothly. And we have to take advantage of this. Like two and four is not a good look. I I personally thought they were going to be three and three at this point, and possibly going nine and eight to finish out the season. That ain't happening. And I I really was hyped on them going nine and eight this season, and possibly you know getting in on one of those last playoff spots. Just because of schedule. But you let Detroit beat you. Um, you, you. You do pretty well against Philly, but you just give up one quarter. Um, the Dallas game was a debacle. Like, those games, you, you, have to, you have to plan it much better. You have to do much better. So... We'll see how the season ends. So we got a long way to go. We're only in six games. And I will be back with you guys next Saturday for more. Washington Commanders will win if. And Monday, victory or misery. Thank you guys for joining. I'll holler at you guys later. Peace.